0: I want to be your real estate resource. Good morning, everyone, and welcome to your real estate resource. I'm your host, Steve Ravithis, and we've got a great guest for you today, uh, Dave Dambrov from the Dambrov Appraisal Group. Uh, Dave, I've known for, geez, over a decade now. Um, You've been uh, great to uh, me and the the agency, and uh, we've got a laundry list of accreditations here, so let's just run through them quick. You are a certified residential appraiser. You are licensed in both Mass and Connecticut, as well as FHA-approved. You're an accredited green appraiser, and you've had uh, many different lives here in the real estate world. You've been in sales, legal, mortgage, um, and then you're an undergraduate of uh, UMass Amherst. So uh, congratulations on, on all of that, and uh, welcome to the show. Thanks, Steve. Thanks for having me. You bet. Let's just start off with the basic thing for the listeners, and what's an appraisal? Basically, a, a real estate appraisal is
1: an opinion of market value. It's an ind- independent valuation of a piece of real estate and it's completed by a certified or licensed appraiser, and they go by a set of guidelines um, that they follow uh, to complete the appraisal, and that includes uh, inspection of the home, inspection of the, uh, analysis of the market, Uh, they gather information from various sources, um, and then they complete three methods of, of valuation to come to that conclusion, or they can, they can do all three, or they can uh, they use which valuation method is best to to complete the valuation. So, uh, the first method would be the income approach. Uh, that's when you use the rental stream uh, of a property. That's usually utilized for multifamily properties. Then there's the cost approach. Uh, that's where you would use cost estimates to uh value the property based on how much would be to rebuild the property with today's building costs and then the third is the sales comparison approach that's where you select uh, a number of comparable properties from the mark from the market area of the subject property and you
0: base your evaluation on adjusted comparables so that that Third approach that are comparative. That's kind of what the real estate agents are doing, right? You know, right. we're trying to go out into the market and find properties that have sold last six months that are similar to to what we're doing. So, uh, obviously, we're not licensed appraisers, but that's the approach that we're mainly focusing on. Where you've got a couple of other approaches, and then you're going to, depending on what type of property it is, you know, put more weight to to the approach that that meets the needs of the property that you're evaluating. Definitely, definitely. Um, how about some purposes of why uh, somebody might need an appraisal? Uh, the most widely utilized purpose is for
1: lending. Lending purposes, if you're going to purchase a home uh, or refinance a home or get a home equity, uh, the lender uh, usually requires an appraisal completed on the property. So they have a valuation of the collateral so they can base their approval uh, on, that, on that valuation. Uh, a few other areas where I do a complete appraisals is estates. Uh, unfortunately, a family member may pass on uh, and the house may be left up to some brothers and sisters and they may need a uh, valuation of the property so they can work out the estate. And then also the IRS can require uh, evaluations based on the date of death uh, for that home. And then another area is the divorces, uh, the, the separating uh, families. Uh, need to value uh, the marital, marital assets, and a home is usually a big part of that. So, a uh, real estate
0: appraisal can come in for into that area as well. And if somebody's never had an appraisal done on their house, what's that kind of process look like? You know, how long are you there? What are you doing, et cetera? I'm there. Uh, it can range depends on the
1: size of the house uh, and uh, the variations in it, but anywhere from 20 minutes to an hour. Um, uh, the, the appraisal inspection consists of an interior and an exterior inspection. I usually like to complete the interior inspection first. We go through the house, um, inspect all the rooms, note what uh, flooring is there, characteristics of the house, age of the kitchen, and we just take a, a, a sketch and a, and a room count and just basically note what's in the house and then we move outside uh, and measure the exterior of the house, take photos, and also observe what may be affecting the property in the neighborhood.
0: Gotcha. And um, there's a little bit of kind of like inspection going on, right? Mm-hmm. So talk to uh, our listeners about the difference between like a home inspection uh, and what they're doing and what you're doing during your inspection. So a home inspection, it's, it's not just, you know, room count and measurements. Right, You guys right. are going a little bit more deeper than that yes we're
1: we're turning on the furnace making sure it's make sure it's working uh, we're looking for any uh, repairs that may be required say leaking pipes in the basements so we are doing a home inspection looking for uh, issues that might be in the home that we can uh, communicate through our report to the lender or anyone else involved the home inspector they're there for a couple hours and they go through the home with like a fine tooth comb, more fine tooth comb. They're going through, they're standing on the roof, walking around. They're, they're spending a lot more time there. And actually, uh, another big reason, another big difference is that the home inspector so, just for all your buyers out there, the home inspector is working for you. They're going in there and they are inspecting the property and providing you with the results regarding the house. Uh, the appraiser is working for the lender in, 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 a, in a purchase transaction. So they're providing the results to the lender who can communicate it to you, but the the yeah. results are going to the lender.
0: And then uh, how about the difference between an appraisal for a conventional loan versus you know one of these government FHA, USDA, VA? How do those differ?
1: Well, FHA, they have more lenient uh guidelines for borrowers but they actually have additional guidelines for the appraisers to observe in the property uh most most are health and safety standards uh one example that's that's different from conventional FHA is the lead paint any house that's built before 1978 is subject to uh, painting of any areas of, of flaking paint uh um, and something like that would need to be rectified before the loan can close Right, we're on a conventional it's not yeah gonna matter. it's not gonna matter right and then a, a note to that is it's just not on the house it's on any fixed structure of the property so fences uh garages sheds if those have flaking paint uh on a house before that's built before 1978 that would have to be painted gotcha
0: yeah, and the other things I've seen as an agent would be, you know, the handrails seem to come up a lot. Mm-hmm. I think broken windows will go FHA. They won't allow that. So, you know, some of that stuff would go, you know, it'd get a pass on the conventional. Right, right. And I know there's also a process. Um, if the FHA appraiser picks up on one of these repairs, um, you're going to note it and then you've got to do a reinspection, right? Yeah, I'm actually just coming from one of those now. So it's just basically they at this house,
1: they needed to complete some painting and, and put up a handrail going down to the basement. And I, I completed the appraisal, I completed it subject to these repairs. The process could move along towards the closing and then at the end, I
0: go out and uh, retake photos of the repairs. Okay, and I know something that gets a little touchy uh, with, with the borrowers is there's actually an additional fee for this. Yes,
1: yes. yeah, there is a, there is a, a small inspection fee, it can range from 100 to $150 uh, extra to, to go out there and do the reinspection. So, uh,
0: maybe, maybe we should just talk about, we haven't really talked about fees in general. Yeah. Um, there's probably a little bit different pricing if you're doing it for the bank or you're doing it for somebody privately. What, what do those numbers look like? What can somebody expect to spend on an appraisal?
1: It varies from, from, uh, from bank to bank and, uh, project to project, but anywhere from say for single families, uh, you know, to 350 to $500 in there, depending on where it's going, and the multifamilies are a little bit more
0: than that. Okay. Um, so when you get it from uh, uh, an agent, let's say they're a licensed agent in the state, it's still not an appraisal, correct? You've got to be done, I, I think I heard you say, it's got to be done by an appraisal. Yes. Yeah. Right? So what, what agents are doing, and I want people to be very clear about that, if, if somebody tells them they need an appraisal, you can't go to your local agent and and get that uh document
1: right right you need a a, a certified residential, residential appraiser who follows the, the the guidelines and is licensed by the state and there is oversight on us it's not what it's not shooting off the hip right uh, we're just we're going through a whole process of of boiling things down to
0: that uh, opinion of market value and, and let's say you've got one of these situations where you've got a separating family or there's a death and, and you've got some errors and they're trying to separate. Um, there's a lot of these third-party sites like Zillow now that are giving their uh, estimates on, on uh, the values of the homes. W- what would your take on those kinds of websites be compared to what you guys do? I think it's a, it's a good starting point
1: uh, if you're just researching your your valuation. Um, they kind of do more of a mass market Uh, approach they don't go into details of certain homes they're not uh, whereas I would be looking at photos on MLS looking at the condition uh, looking at square footage looking at the nuances between the properties Uh, it's kind of that's just more of a computer evaluation which can be close or I've seen them be way off as well so I would say it's a it's a good starting point yeah I think
0: that's a that's a good way to attack it um, I think an agent would have the same opinion. You, you know, some of them are are close. Some of them could be, you know, twenty, thirty, forty thousand dollars off in, in our marketplace. So, um, how about just a couple of quick tips on adding value.
1: It's a uh, adding value is a case to, uh, case by case basis, but kitchen and bathrooms are always good points to to add value. Um, uh, if if, if It depends on your position in the market, but uh, adding square footage could be good as well. It's uh, A good starting point might be to be able to talk to a real estate agent, and they can also kind of give you some advice as well.
0: Yeah. On, how, about, how about something that you see that a homeowner might point out to you and be like, I've got this. And you're like, well, on the appraisal, that doesn't really add any value. Right. Like it, a lot of
1: landscaping stuff or, you know, yeah. fencing is not cheap, but it it, it it doesn't add like a ton of value on paper. Yeah. Uh, so it, uh, but
0: stay away from from fencing.
1: Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, they're good and buyers do like them. But yeah, if you're not looking for return on investment.
0: Yeah. Um, so listen we're coming up against the break here a lot okay. of good information here on the first half if people have additional questions for you or just general appraisal questions what's the best way to get in touch
1: uh, feel free to give me a call 413-687-4220 and again that's 413-687-4220 awesome
0: really appreciate it Dave um, as always guys if you've got real estate related questions you're looking to buy sell invest um, you know, thinking about maybe even getting into the business, please don't hesitate to reach out to me or my team. Um, you can reach us at 413-998-7466. That's 413-998-7466. We'll be right back after the break with Dave Dambrov from the Danbrov Appraisal Group. Are you or your family members in need of a real estate valuation of a home for the purpose of an estate? Is the IRS requiring you to provide an appraisal of a home for estate purposes? I'm Steve Ravithis, broker owner of Ravithis Realty, and I'm here to tell you that many of our agents refer clients in need of real estate appraisals to the Dambrov Appraisal Group. If you're looking for a reputable appraisal company that you can count on, call Dave Dambrov at 413-687-4220. That's 413-687-4220. Are you thinking about selling a piece of real estate in the next three to six months, but aren't sure where to get started? I'm Steve Ravithis. I run Ravithis Realty, and we would love to talk to you about how we can position your property to get top dollar. Our team of experts can help you make the appropriate repairs, stage the property, and make the property stand out online with professional photography and videography. Please give us a call at 413-998-7466. That's 413-998-7466, and talk to one of our listing specialists. Attention Massachusetts and Connecticut homeowners, 2019 is shaping up to be a fantastic real estate market. I'm Steve Ravithis, I run Ravithis Realty, and we focus on Western Massachusetts and Northern Connecticut. Let us help you sell and get top dollar while the market's still hot. Call us at 413-998-7466. That's 413-998-7466. Who you choose to work with matters, and we want to be your real estate resource. Are you thinking about purchasing real estate in the next three to six months, but aren't sure where to get started? I'm Steve Ravithis. I run Ravithis Realty, and we love educating people about the home buying process. We want to be your real estate resource, from helping you find the properties to aligning you with the best local lenders, inspectors, and attorneys to facilitate your transaction. Please give us a call at 413-998-7466. That's 413-998-7466, and talk to one of our buyer specialists. Welcome back to Your Real Estate Resource. I'm Steve Revithis, and we've got Dave Dambrov from the Dambrov Appraisal Group on with us today. Um, Dave, we left off on talking about some ways to uh, to add value to the home, but uh, let's get into now uh, renovation appraisals, where we're talking about kind of now value and future value. Talk to me a little bit about that.
1: Yep. Uh, yeah, there's two methods uh, you can... Can get a, a renovation loan. You can go through FHA or HUD, like we discussed earlier. Uh, and what that consists of is they order the appraisal. Uh, they also submit me contractor estimates on what's to be completed of the home. So let's say there's a house selling for a hundred thousand uh, dollars. Needs a new septic system. Um, pipes are missing from the basement. Uh, so there's going to be forty thousand dollars worth of work. So they. Submit me a estimate that the contractor has given for forty thousand dollars. I review that and I basically complete the appraisal as if those items were completed already. So, um, let's say by completing those at, uh, items, it could add fifty thousand dollars value. So the opinion of value would be at one fifty, and then. Uh, the bank would hold on to the forty thousand dollars while the work was being completed then they would send me out there at the end for a final inspection if everything's done the bank will release the Those funds the funds yeah
0: it's a pretty simple process um let's talk about a few different scenarios there's a foreclosure uh on my street how's that gonna affect my house
1: it shouldn't it shouldn't be a, a huge factor if you're an area where there are not a lot of foreclosures uh... again that's why it's important to have a human appraiser go in and see that that's just kind of an anomaly it's not the majority of the properties that are selling in the neighborhood uh... so it should not affect the overall value of your property now if you're in a neighborhood where they're where the or they say the foreclosures are driving the market
0: uh, then That's obviously, that could yeah. be an issue. That's gonna affect it, yeah. We, we get this one a lot in, in real estate, and that is, well, Susie listed her house or sold her yeah. house for yeah. X up the street, you yeah. know? So certainly my house has gotta be worth X. So how do you, when, on an appraisal, how do you handle stuff like that? Uh,
1: well, the first red flag is that it's a listing, and uh, we use sales as our primary value indicators. So listings can be supportive. I do add them to the report just to show what is listed in the, proper, in, the in the market. But if it was just listed and it hasn't sold, it's it, until it sells, uh, it's really not a value indicator. Um, if it sells right away, then okay, that's something to be looked at and you can wait to see what it sells at. But if it's just listed and then it goes through some price adjustments, And it's, it's not really a value indicator. And also you don't know what could be going
0: on on the inside. You don't know the condition um, and other factors as well. I know we talked previously about when you're looking for the comps, you're obviously looking for something typically in the last six months. How do you guys handle a scenario where somebody gives you a comp? It's 14 months ago, let's say, right? But it's a perfect comp. You know, can you look at how much the market has changed in that time period? If the market hasn't changed that much, can we use that comp? It is something that can be added to the report. Uh, again, it would have to
1: be analyzed. Uh, Fannie Mae, which is where the uh, conventional appraisals go, they want you to weigh your opinion of value on how on comparables that were sold within the last twelve months. Okay. So fourteen months. It's something you can mention. Uh, hopefully, you'd have something else, have the, something else supportive within twelve months that you can pair up with that comparable, yeah. and just uh, have a reconciliation of why you're wearing that comparable along with this comparable to determine the value.
0: Okay. What about you know if somebody's getting uh, ready to move, right? So we've got a buyer, and so maybe they're doing a couple of things at the house, they got boxes everywhere. Is that gonna affect the value when, when you come in to do your thing?
1: No, 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 it's uh, something I see all the time. Um, I usually come in through the middle to the end of the process so yeah like you said everyone's people got to break down the house and, and start the moving process. So I kind of see through that and uh, basically appraise the fixtures in the house and the fixed portions of the house. Um, uh, and, and so usually personal property is not an issue. It can only be an issue if it's if there's excessive trash or, or something that may affect the marketability of the, of the subject but just boxes and, and usual life stuff is not a it's not an issue. Uh,
0: what about a scenario where the seller had recently had an appraisal done? Let's say a couple of months ago seller has an appraisal done. now they're selling it to this buyer. Can that buyer just use that appraisal that's been done they have to get their own. Uh, no if the, if the bank
1: if they're going through a mortgage company or bank, the bank has to order the appraisal. Um, so, even if the buyer switches banks uh typically a new appraisal has to be done um depending on the timing especially four months market you know the market changes uh a new inspection date has to be done and then all the information has to be based on that inspection date so uh it's difficult to use appraisals that are you know older older yeah. yeah
0: how about the scenario where uh, buyers buy a house for 200 property appraises for 225 is that going to get shared in any way with the town and affect their taxes and their assessment or anything like that
1: nope not at all uh, i get that question a lot actually uh the the appraisal is not shared with anyone it, uh, it goes directly i guess from from my computer to the lender or their subsidiary area and, and where it's reviewed but it doesn't Go to the town. Doesn't get shared on social media or anything. It just uh, it it's used for the lender's
0: purpose That's for approving the loan. What about the opposite scenario? I bought a house for two hundred and it appraises for one ninety. Um, that usually s- can stop the process, uh, and people got to
1: gather back together, uh, and 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 discuss uh, what options may happen. The lender. Typically, we'll only lend the mortgage on that 190, even though the purchase price is 200. Uh, they're, they're seeing that the collateral is only worth 190, so that's what they'll base their mortgage on. So then it's up to the real estate agents and the buyers and sellers uh, to have a discussion. Uh, the lender can provide the appraisal to that, those parties and they can look it over and see if. Hey, maybe, you know, uh, appraisers are humans as well, so maybe there's something in there that was a mistake, maybe some information was incorrect. Maybe one of the agents uh, sees a a comparable that could have been utilized that was just sold maybe within the last week or something that the appraiser didn't pick up on. Uh, That might be a good indicator of value. Uh, And then you can go back to the lender. Usually there's a third party involved called, called an appraisal management company. And you can uh, write out a value reconsideration where you can note any.
0: We've got to get that original appraiser to change his opinion based on his or her opinion based on uh, a new comp or some missing piece of evidence. We're not going to go out and get a whole new appraisal from another party. Uh, I, that's up to, I guess, the you know, up to the lender. Okay. And, and, you know, so it, sometimes you know, the lender could do that as well. They could do that as well. Yeah. Okay. Um. Who gets a copy of that appraisal report? Is it just the lender? Does the buyer actually get a full copy?
1: Uh, it goes directly
0: to the lender.
1: Um, so you don't give anything to anybody but the lender? No, we don't talk. We're not supposed to talk about anything. Um, yeah, it goes right to the lender. And then I think the newer law since the last financial crisis, uh, the
0: borrower has a right to review the appraisal uh, before closing. Okay. Um, how about additional uh, living area in the basement? I just finished my basement. How do mm-hmm. you guys handle that? We that seems to come up a lot. Yeah, yeah.
1: Uh, it, it does add value to the property typically, uh, but it doesn't get counted in the gross living area uh, of the property or the room count. As appraisers, we measure and calculate uh, everything above grade in the in the gross living area or the uh, living area of the home and the room count so that's what we base that line item adjustment on the basement has a different line item on the report and is valued in its own adjustment so it does it does add value it's just not included in the rest of the home that's above above grade gotcha
0: um how about land right so let's say you know another house on the street has half an acre i've got four acres you know how much extra value can i get for my additional land That's a,
1: it varies from town to town and area to area. Um, Then it it depends on what the typical lot size is for the town. And if you're you're over, at at some point it becomes excess land. So you get value up to a certain point. But if you have, uh, you know, 60 acres or something in a town that's lower, eventually it comes to a point where uh, the extra acreage is excess land, and uh, it doesn't add a significant amount of value. Just more money on your taxes. Right,
0: right. <laughs> but there's uh, options to alleviate that as well. How about um, some location adjustments that you see, whether it be views or waterfront, or you know, I'm next to a park or a school, or maybe just talk about some of those before we uh, we get to. Yeah, the there's positive here. and uh, negative.
1: Uh, location adjustments, busy roads. Again, it's all stuff that we have to see from the market, extracted uh, from the market um, and see how those locational values work. I mean, for waterfront, we usually just compare those to waterfront. If we see something with a view, then we're going to try and find comparable data with a view. Uh, So we try to keep the stick-to-location comparables together. And then if not, then we have to uh, extract
0: location adjustments. What about stuff, um, like a cemetery, mm-hmm. you know, could that really adjust the value of some people are nervous to live near something like that, or, you know, some sort of a commercial building where, you know, you've got residential close by. I mean, how much are you guys going to put weight on that stuff? Yeah. Again, it's a case by
1: case basis. Uh, uh, it all depends how it's affecting and you can see in the listing history if the, the property has been sitting on the market for uh f- you know 300 days in a, in a, and in clearly a, it's a problem yeah, yeah 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 yeah
0: well listen man a ton of information here i know there's a million questions that we can ask on appraisals but we got to uh, at least the highlights here uh really great show really appreciate you and your time once again if people have additional questions uh, how can they get in touch with you uh feel free to call me at 413 687 four, two, two, zero. Uh,
1: and again, it's four, one, three, six, eight, seven, four, two, two, zero. Awesome, Dave. Thanks
0: so much for being on the show Thanks, guys. Steve. As always, uh, if you have real estate related questions, you're looking to buy, sell, invest, or maybe even get into this industry, please don't hesitate to call me or, or my team four, one, three, nine, nine, eight, seven, four, six, six. I'm Steve Ravithis, and I want to be your real estate resource.